Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Yada Yada Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the manga, of the anime, of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Clazo, bringing up my nicknames from my phone notes list. <laughs> and uh, I, d- I hope I didn't use this one before, but I am America's Little Gentleman. I, that sounds fresh and new and okay. good. Okay, I didn't know if I used that one before Thanksgiving. And uh, joining me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, I'm Brooks Oglesby, a.k.a. Turkey Tom, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> okay. I went to Jimmy John's this week, and that's pretty much the biggest I, thing I, that happened I, to me this week. I think you were going to say you went to Jimmy John's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, I, can I tell you? I did. <laughs> uh, uh, joining us today, friend of the show, Luna of Fear Hey, it's me, it's me, Luna, from Fear Baiting, a.k.a. Baby Stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just full, full disclosure, just to be clear, just to clarify, the other, uh, um, the other. Sorry, I'm distracted momentarily because a little thing just popped up on my screen that notified me of chat happening in the fear baiting uh, Discord. Uh, and Matt from Ampeline, enemy of the show, has just sent the word "dog" come about 15 times. Yeah. Anyway, extremely bad. Anyways, the other two nicknames that I had lined up were the the Sonochino Kyoku Liker and uh, Herofront Green Defender. Good. You know, we, um, have, we have our uh, message today, and it's also from another higher fan, Green Defender. Thank so, fucking God. Full force. Uh, we have Luna this week primarily because the degree to which she is not Matt. Um, yeah. It's very important in terms of fear baiting uh, guests. And also this because this episode was, was very scary to watch. Yeah, this scary. I didn't like it. Yeah, there was a baby in it. Hey, yeah, you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Who? <laughs> This is it. This is exactly the plot of Nightmare on Elm Street, down to the down to the baby stand. Brooks, I want to, uh, before we start anything, I want to make sure you got the, the name of the baby. Oh, you better fucking believe it. Okay. All right. So uh, this week we're talking about Death 13, part one and two. And uh, Death 13 is a very good stand name. Yes. It uh, is good. But, like, you can't, why does, I don't know why it's the only one to get a number. I mean, I kind of do because otherwise it's just That's- Death. That's my first name. Oh, that's my first note. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if it was like Fortune 8 or whatever, that's not good. Death 13, very good. Death 13, very good. It's the scary number of bad luck. Yeah, as we all know. Uh, this episode begins with the funny panel Brooks knows from <laughs> the manga. It's uh, a very funny panel. Um, it's the panel that Roy Fuck Warlock tweets at me basically every time I post, and it's just it's it's Kakyoin just screaming and, well, and I well love des- it. Well, well deserved responses. Also, oh, he's in his his gym jams. Hey, did y'all yeah. see the funny tweet that I posted this week about um, what does the fox say? Yeah, I saw that tweet and I hate you because not only is the joke unfunny, what does the fox say is the bane of my existence because I have an appreciation for funny songs. I like Al Yankovic. I like Gangnam Style. I like, you know, Roadman Shack's seminal classic, Man's Not Hot. What does the fox say was not only a terrible song, but also a terrible joke. There was nothing funny about it. And I was a freshman in college at the time of its release. So I had to sit through every single fucking Tom, Dick and Sally around me jerking off about how goddamn funny it was for like six months. Okay. Okay. But it's pretty funny though. But the, the, fo- and the fox, the fox, says, Kofifi, it's funny. You know, you, okay. You know what? You got me there. Funny fox me. say a Kofifi. <laughs> While, while we're talking about bad songs, Ken's not here, so I can say this. Uh, I I don't like a lot of Christmas songs, right? Okay. But, but it's not because I don't like Christmas. I enjoy the holiday spirit. I just think most Christmas songs are bad songs. Just sonically, they don't sound this is, good. This is true. I worked in a I, I worked retail last Christmas time, and because uh, if allow, allow, allow my thesis, most oh, Christmas songs 
are not long enough to be full songs because they're just one verse extended for like three minutes. Yeah, sure. they just do the same thing. They just do the same verse multiple times. Like fucking Bing Crosby or whoever singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and then he does three lines in German because he doesn't know what else to do. Okay. <laughs> Every Christmas song that was written when, like, segregation was legal is not good. Every- <laughs> Which is pretty much all of them, if, I, if I'm thinking there's correct. A, I think new- Christmas shoes. I, I, think, I, think, I think simply having a wonderful Christmas time, that, that passes that bar. Oh, God. That's still a bad song. But Fuck there's, you. There's a few good songs that were written... Not as Christmas classics, but new Christmas songs, such as Everyone Knows All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay song. Fine song. Merry Christmas, baby. That's actually a pretty fucking hot take to say that the Mariah Carey version's only okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, no. I'm you, calling the cops. Uh, it's okay, but it's in comparison to other Christmas songs. Okay. So on it's, its, own, so it's, it's very a, good. On its own, it's a fine song. It's one of the top-tier Christmas songs. Yeah, it's Okay. Just want just want to get that out there because Ken's not here, so I can, you know, freedom of speech, First Amendment. Um, yeah. So while we're at it, um, uh, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Old enough to be bad. Bruce Springsteen's cover of it. Extremely good. Okay, just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Extremely good. As soon as I hear Santa Claus is coming to town, I'm like, I don't know about this. When Bruce, Bruce Springsteen says it, yes, he is, sir. <laughs> okay, now what about what about um, friend of the show Wamu's Last Christmas? Very good. Agreed. Very good. See, because it was written in like the '80s, so it's a good song. Yeah. Um, let me hit you with this. Not really a Christmas song, but what about that one Buddy Holly song where it sounds like he's beating his meat? <laughs> <laughs> I um I, I have an anecdote about this, and um I worked in a I worked in retail last Christmas, but they they had like a, a, a like a serious XM ass sought uh, a serious XM ass fucking uh, station that they were playing everything off of, and like. There was nothing on there that was like it was like the bargain bin of Christmas carols because they had a song. It was another Mariah Carey song, and it had like the the opening to "All I Want for Christmas Is You," complete with the you know the piano going fucking. I was like the that. But then it went into "Santa Claus Is Coming to Town" by Mariah Carey, which was weird. Okay, and then just a bunch of other dog shit bargain bin Christmas carols, and they were all terrible. Such as songs like "We Want Snow" and. Now, We Want Snow doesn't sound like a real song. Yeah, that that's, just, that's definitely the That sounds like some bullshit version. I would pull in an improv scene that nobody would, like, <laughs> even respond to. It's by a band called Band of Merrymakers. They have a Vivo channel. Not I'm anymore, this, they don't. I'm sending <laughs> this. It fucking sucks, dude. It's, it's like a garbage song. I'm not going to listen to this. You have to. <laughs> okay, let's stop recording and, uh... Let's listen to this four and a half minute song real quick. Just listen to, like, the first chorus and then, like, it, it just just listen to it, like, once. Like, just listen to the chorus once. I think I might go into the related videos and just listen to Snow Heyo by the Red Hot Chili Peppers instead. Oh. Is that song's... <laughs> listen, fucking good. America's favorite. It's, it's it's a pretty good Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It's a good song. You want to talk about JoJo? I kind of want to talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this episode starts at a regular amusement park and a dog is there. Yeah. So I, you like, know it's going to die immediately. Yeah, that's 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 another one of my notes. This just says, another dog ripe for homicide. Yeah, everyone in the Crunchyroll comments on the first page was like, that dog's going to die. I knew the dog was going to die. The dog's dead. Yep. 
Um, so I, I, another thing I want to get out of the way at the top of this, um, I've seen this episode three times. First time when I was watching this for the first time, at pretty much at, like a year after it was coming out or so. So I was just like spamming them all. Um, second time I was showing my girlfriend this and um, we were both, we had both just bowled a better than perfect score of 420 points. Mm-hmm. And this episode was a lot wow. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Were, were you still um, bowling at the point when um, Star Platinum smashes his face with a pan? Oh yes, absolutely. We we had been bowling the whole night long. Yeah, that okay. was some funny uh, slapstick from my good friend Star Platinum. Yeah, very good. <laughs> not known for his physical funny. comedy. There's yeah, some very funny slapstick at the end of the second episode. I mean, Starfinger is pretty funny, but <laughs> Starfinger's pretty funny. Yeah, it's uh, very good to me. Uh, and then what happens? Like, y- y- I'm gonna task the two of you of like leading me through this episode because I oh, just no, have no. I just have specific notes. I don't have like, and then this happens. I just have a uh a, a like a note that just says death thirteen. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so 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 what happens is a a card, uh, the tarot card, floats up to Kakyoin on a balloon because he's sitting in like a carousel, and then it, he lo- he turns it around. And he's scared, and it says death thirteen on the other side, and then it's and then it's. Is that when the theme song hits? I'm pretty sure. I it's like so there's so they're in the title screen of Mario Party Eight, and they're mm-hmm. on a Ferris wheel, and then the, a scythe comes out of the card, and it stabs the dog through the face, and oh, then yeah, it's like right. the it's like the museum scene from Ferris Bueller, sort of, uh-huh. except it's just like a, an obliterated dog face, and also Kakyoin, very sad, very scared. Once again, yeah. thank you, David's Productions, for the uh, extreme censorship. Yeah, on great work from David Production because I didn't have to see the dog's brain explode or whatever. So. And then Polnareff is like, hey. Funny Kakyoin make a scream. And then, and then he doesn't remember. It's, it's, it's a good. It's good. Uh, it's good. I do like that. Uh, yeah, so Kakyoin screams for like eight minutes. And then Polnareff mm-hmm. says, stop freaking out and shaking the bed like you're in The Exorcist. Yeah, I found that reference weird. Like, I mean, Polnareff doesn't seem like the kind of guy to be like a big cinephile. Yeah. Though I guess like. French cinema. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's watching like uh, he's watching like Ills, and he's watching like fucking that movie that uh, Twelve Monkey was was based on that I can't remember the name of. Mm-hmm. I know those. <laughs> yeah, ref- references. I, I know uh, movies. Uh, I-, I took like five. I took like five film classes in college, so I know all these. Uh, I did. Polnareff finally shows like a good friend trait because Kakyo and he's like, oh, I had such a terrible dream, and Polnareff's like, a dream? Tell it to me. Like he's so excited to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, then, um, but then he I, I says wanna, it's fake and nothing happened. Yeah, uh, I want to ask you guys how we feel about the villain's catchphrase in this episode. Lally ho? Lally ho. Now, what if the baby said ho 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 because it's now, Christmas? Here's the thing. I actually looked this up. You might not know this. This is, Lally ho is a reference to Final Fantasy. How? Uh, I, hold on. I got to re-pull it up because I don't remember the exact uh, the exact connection. But it's, um, it's what the man with the big key says to Goofy. Um, so it got translated to Rally Ho in the English, but the, um, the way it's pronounced in the Japanese version, uh, it, it could be perceived as either Rally Ho or Lally Ho. It's, it's, it's a, it's a word of greeting used by dwarves in the Final Fantasy series. So why is it like a death monster doing it? Why does a baby who never played Final Fantasy know about it? No idea. <laughs> Can I just say that's my from, favorite from the, fucking the, part of this entire thing? From 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 the Wikipedia page, from there it entered other pop culture works, including um. We didn't say it yet. Can I say the boy? Can I say the kid, the the stand user's name in this? Kid us. Uh, from there it entered other pop culture works, including Manish Boy and his sleep affecting stand Death Thirteen's catchphrase. It's very good. It's Manish, I like to hear it. I love Manish Boy. It's up there with Dan of Steel. 
De- uh, yeah. Death of Steel is way better. Hey, I, I, have you have you heard the song that it's referencing? Because I haven't. No, it's, it's, it's I bet it's some like old blues track or something that I've never. heard. Uh, of. Yeah, by, by it's by a guy named Muddy Water. So yeah, yeah. blues mm-hmm. musician, mm-hmm. Um, often cited as the father of Chicago blues. Yep, there you go. Oh, I was going to say, isn't Muddy Waters also someone? But that's I was thinking of Moody Blues. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Sorry so, about the dog. He's yeah. excited that apparently my father is home from the store. Well, well, be be careful because it's JoJo. <laughs> am I right? It's a. Uh, uh, oh no! He 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 just exploded. Uh, I'm I'm very de- I'm very sad. I have to go. I mean, it's unfortunate that this bark happened because the next thing is a kid screaming over his dead dog. So. Yeah, there there is that. And Kakuyan is like, oh, did something happen in the dream last night? Hmm. So which well, Polner was like, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like whatever. Mm. Um. So, uh, can, can someone of you guys clear this up for me? Because I watched this episode two nights ago. Oh, no doubt. Uh, and I just have in my notes the word "hoy hoy 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 hoy." hoy. I think well, that's um no when jo- uh, Joseph is like negotiating with the guy to buy the plane or something. Oh, I think you're right there. And yeah. he's just like making a bunch of noises because the guy's like, "I can't sell it to you because there's yeah. a baby here. There's a he's sick baby sick. next to the plane, and I can't sell you this plane." Oh, and this is also the first has, part. He has to solve the uh, the age old puzzle of getting the baby, uh, the Stardust Crusaders, and I, I need a third party here. Right. And Kakyoin hates the baby and can't be on the plane with him. Kakyoin will eat the baby. Yeah, but the this baby is... will, the baby will make Joseph crash the plane. But he's the only one who knows how to fly it. How do you get across <laughs> across the desert? The, this is the first shot we get of the baby looking at Kakyoin and making the vampire face for a split second, and it's so fucking good. It's a regular yellow eye vampire fang baby, and he's 11 months old. Manish boy. <laughs> yep. Um, like, it, it, it's like, it's looking at Kakyoin and it goes, Ree! Yeah. It's, so, it's a normal baby. Yeah. Um, I kind of wonder, how long has this baby been working with Dio? Because it's yeah. 11, the baby is 11 months yeah, old. Yeah, 11 months or less, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I I looked into our um, asks uh, a little earlier, so someone asked this question: uh, What, like, what if the baby did succeed in killing the Stardust Crusaders? He would just be stuck in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like Dio sends out like the recon team to get him. Yeah, Dio must have like a flesh bud in him or something, and he's like, I know where the baby is. <laughs> anyway. He's got he's got that 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 uh that app they've been advertising on the Maximum Fun shows tracker installed on the baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's, the, it's, the, the, the baby will emit a 120 decibel noise. You yeah, know exactly it, the baby. It's huge. It's huge network of stand users. We'll let Dio know where the baby is at all times. Yeah. Um. So what happens? They get they get, do they they take the play. Oh yeah, some lady with like weird eyes that looks like a Looney Tunes. Cor- it looks like Bugs Bunny when he's dressed up like, like a lady. She, she, the way yeah. the way she looked, I fully expected her to like take off the the headscarf and it would be a beard and it would be a funny funny man as a woman joke. Uh, yeah, the classic joke that we all love to laugh at. For uh, Joe, our favorite comedy. Yeah, our favorite unproblematic show that yeah. doesn't celebrate Nazis in part two. Yeah, so, and also doesn't doesn't do the exact same thing at the beginning of part two. <laughs> So they, this lady comes out and she's like, oh, this baby is very sick. It has a million degree fever. Uh, uh, please take it with you and bring it to a doctor. And they're like, okay, that's a regular request. And um, they get on the plane. And, and Jotaro's like, you've crashed your plane three times. What are you, John McCain? <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny John McCain joke. 
right, so good. Uh, yeah, we got a real Sully Sullenberger over here. Yep. You know, um, like the reference? Is it in poor taste if I say something about John McCain in a flesh bud? No. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to leave it in the hypothetical realm. Okay, let's just yeah, stick that pin, put a pin in that one. We'll come okay, back. so yeah. the plane very much says MJIZ64. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I did not notice that. I did not catch The plane says MJIZ64, <laughs> and I love it. Um, another thing about before we go before we get into the part where they're in the plane, I do want to talk about the part where um, when we see these people interacting with normal human beings, how like Joseph is like four fucking feet taller than the guy who's he's trying to buy. Oh the my plane god! Also. I think it's in the next episode. It's like they w- all wake up a- after the night, and then it's like Polnareff is washing his face in like an oasis or something, and he just looks fucking stupid. Like he's so huge, and he has a million muscles, and he just looks so dumb. <laughs> I hate Polnareff. <laughs> Like even next Polnareff to Joseph, sucks, dude. it's like because all his muscles are exposed, he just looks so stupid. Polnareff is the hierophant grain of people. <laughs> you take that back. I want. I'm saying this out of love for Kakuyan. I love him, and he deserves better. It does kind of suck that Emerald Splash is never useful. Yeah, it's weird that it's effective and it never uses Emerald Splash. I mean, it did destroy Joseph's brain one time, so. <laughs> That's right, it did. Like it, yesterday. It, it, it did permanently, like, erase Joseph's 30s from his brain. Like, he, doesn't, erased, remember, he doesn't remember what happened from age 31 to 36 anymore. <laughs> he destroyed the racism node. <laughs> No, I think I think that was I think that was the lovers that actually did that. Uh, I was like, can, oh, I can, love my, I now I love my dead Japanese son-in-law <laughs> and Japanese coffee. It's my favorite. Um, so they get on the plane and immediately they're, the baby's sitting there in a basket, and Polnareff's like, "I'm very tired. I'm going to take a nap." You know, like I always do. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but before that, they do say that they confirmed that the plane isn't a stand. Which I mean, how? Did yeah, they just punch it. They read the script. Yeah. yeah, they knew. There is uh, there's a, there's also a shot of the woman on the ground who, af- after the oh, yeah. plane takes off, she says, oh, um, yeah, I just found this baby this morning, and it controlled my mind and made me put it on the plane. Anyways. Anyway, goodbye. Anyways, back to my life in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they, also someone says, this is both convenient and lucky. I believe Joseph says that at some point. It's it's a good line. It um, also, side note, uh, I opened the, uh, to look at Manish Boy's, uh, JoJo Wikia article, I looked it up, and the bottom right has, like, a little bumper ad that says, The Fandom 100, from Luke Skywalker to Pickle Rick, breaking down 2017's most iconic <laughs> characters from movies, TV, and video games. I'm good. <laughs> Funny Pickle Rick. Funny, Funny Pickle Rick. Funny uh, Pickle my, Rick. my number one, my number one character is Donald Trump's Kavfifi. Behold, the power of my stand, Rick of Pickle. No! <laughs> Hey, can can um can we have Tumblr user Ape of Naples change their their name to Tumblr user uh, Rick of Pickles? <laughs> if, if you pay us fifty dollars a month, <laughs> we will peer pressure you into changing your username. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, um, so yeah, Kakyoin takes a nap, and we get to see we get to see the classic Iraqi move of not only killing the dog but desecrating its corpse. Oh yeah, the dog is still dead in this dream somehow, and it's like super dead. Uh, but but Polnareff get ice cream and popcorn real quick. Yeah, <laughs> Polnareff get ice cream and popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Kakirin's like the strange dream is like the nightmare I was having before. Uh, hey, Kim Song. Hey, hey Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. 
Uh, so he's like, this is the same weird dream I was having before. But Polnareff's like, it's a dream. It's fine. Look, I have ice cream and candy. Polnareff's and that fucking weird kid in high school who was really obsessed with lucid dreaming. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that was can, me. That you can do whatever dream. you want in a dream. And that, I, that was I, me. I tried a lot to do that. I never pulled it off. I did nice. like, at one point in and he's like, this is the same dream. And we're both in the same dream. And Polnareff's like, that happens all the time. <laughs> so Kakirin's like, no, you can't be in the same dream. And it reminded me of that scene from It's Always Sunny when Charlie's like, you can't have the same left as me. <laughs> like, we're two different people. Yeah. Anyway, Polnareff's like, this is regular and normal. Anyways, and then- an intercom wriggles out of a dog and calls Polnareff an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, is this also when uh, when Kakirin gets, uh, gets egg posted? Oh, no, not yet. Okay. This is where funny Polnareff eat a worm. Uh, yeah, I, I do want to. I do want to uh, d- explain what I mean when I say egg post. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know like what that it. means, and I don't like it. Um. So my friend, you may know her, uh, Mal. She every morning she reblogs a post, uh, which I'm about to send to the Skype chat of one anime girl. Okay, I'm not, I already saw it, so I'm not opening. <laughs> yeah, it you've again. seen it. But uh, Brooks, this is the post. She reblogs it every morning, and she says, "Good morning, egg post." And Two hours of cooldown. Huh. And that's the post. <laughs> and this is exactly what this is exactly what Death Thirteen does to uh, Kakyoin in this dream because what, the the image is of one anime girl feeding another anime girl a uh, a an egg through it's her a, mouth. It's a very runny egg. Yeah, it's a very runny egg. Very runny, a very horny egg. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think is this what a tanga egg is? Yes. yes. <laughs> Good. But yes, every every morning, my friend. Mallory posts that image and says egg post. That's like uh, Ma- the Mallory evil. That's the chaotic evil of Tuesday again, no problem. <laughs> you never skip egg day. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do have to say, I have I have my notes here. It says, lolly ho, uh, where am I scream? That, uh, skip a line, dream kakioin, eat a spooky eyeball. But in between that, I have the words baby dick and poop. Yeah, I do have that as well. Yeah, you see the entire turd and nude of the baby. It's bad. My my note says, why does all the blood and gore have to be censored, but I gotta see baby penis and also turd? Yeah, it's it's one, like, complete long turd. It's perfectly smooth. And you see the baby's tiny little balls and little pinkus. Yeah, it it looks like... Do you guys remember that very funny scene in the Simpsons movie where Bart Simpson's penis is on screen? Oh, it rules! Because you think ex- you're not going to see it, because like it's like the fun like Flanders holds up like an ice cream cone and it's dick shaped, and right in front of it is funny, and then you see his little dick. Yeah, you see his dick for like two seconds. It rules. It's PG thirteen. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't believe that's PG thirteen. Hey, so okay, so they're, like. they're in this Cessna, and it's very small. It's a very small plane, and it's not a stand. And so Joseph like wakes up uh, Polnareff because there's a stinky baby t- turd. Um, in in the baby's diaper, where are you gonna? How is changing the baby gonna remedy that? Because where are you gonna put the the turd diaper? out the window? Uh, oh, I I wanted to also add um that that uh, death thirteen could have just straight up iced Polnareff because he held the scythe to his neck for like five minutes. Yeah, no, but, yeah. but we don't know. Drama. Like we don't know. It's first. It's like dream time. So if you've ever seen the very intellectual movie Inception, you know that like time is different. Sure. So, so that was actually only like one second he was holding oh, okay. the, the thing there. 
Yeah. They just, they just had a very fast conversation. Yeah, and also and also that doubles in with anime time, which is whenever two people are talking, time is also like very different. Yeah, it, so. it's every everything every the, the thing about Joseph's adventure that you need to know is that any time two characters go and do a close talking, they have uh, there is actually a cut scene where they enter a hyperbolic time chamber and then they come out and the thing's resolved. Mm-hmm. It's good. Does Christopher Nolan suck? Because I I never thought that he did, but I was just thinking about how much I don't like Inception. I think Christopher Nolan is like okay. Like I he's mechanically, he's, I, I it's just kind of like Rick and Morty without the jokes. I mean, I think Inception is just like a bad version of Paprika. I know what that is. I it, don't. Paprika, I, very good movie. I think Inception is just fine, but it was everyone thought it was like it was only for intellectuals. When oh it yeah, it was the it was the th- it was the thinking person's uh, thrill. It was the thinking person's action movie, right? I just but, like, that, but I, now I, for some reason we're all allowed to like John Wick, so like whatever. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that like Christopher Nolan's best was Batman uh, or Dark Knight Rise. Dark Knight, not Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises was. Dark Knight Rises ended with a big with Batman leading a big cop uprising. Yeah, I've, I've never seen the Funny Bane movie. N- how? How? I've done this for so long. Okay, wait, Brooks. Brooks, in his defense, it, that movie is like six days long. It's it sucks. It's a bad. It's a bad. How though? It's funny. I, I, Little I, fingers I, in it. I feel like I know everything I need to know from it by osmosis. Hey, hey! Do you remember when Marion Cotillard is in that movie and she shows up and acts like a character who's been in this, the last two movies, but then she—that's the first time she's shown up. She also has the funniest, the funniest death in like <laughs> film history. No, lay on me. It's she's just she dies in the front seat of a car and she's like talking to Batman and she's like, oh, Rachel or something like that. And then like <laughs> but, she speaks with Batman's voice and then dies. <laughs> but she just like, you know, like. As she like closes her eyes and does like the very sad death, she just like swings her like chin at her shoulder at hyper speed, and it looks very unnatural and bad. It rules. Yeah. Hey, remember when Batman breaks his back and then he goes back to New York the next week, and then instead of saving everybody, he makes a big comedy bat signal on top of the fucking Empire State Building for no out of reason. Gasoline. He builds. He makes it out of gasoline and he lights it on fire. But actually, the one good part of that movie is like when it's like deshi deshi basa basa. That that shit ruled. <laughs> I know what that is. But then he sees funny Michael Caine in a bistro, and it's good. Remember, the, remember when they blow up a football stadium in the middle of a football game, and there's like some like just dude in like a Chargers like outfit, and he's like trying not to die, and then he dies. They killed yeah. Boltman in real life. <laughs> they killed they killed the Black Bolt, that superhero who was too racist in his original design, and it was so racist that it was almost a joke about how racist it was. Mm. Well, Christopher Nolan really is the thinking the thinking. What if uh, his name was Christopher Nolan? You, you guys, Bolin? You guys okay. have heard you guys have heard about the Black Bolt, right? Yeah, I love that story so much. Apparently, like he apparently like the Black Bolt still exists, and he like there's a good arc now, but it's. It's like just the origin story is so fucking funny. Speaking of origin story, can we talk about how this baby is legitimately just an eleven-year-old baby, but is a genius? That's, that's the old. part. That's the place we're at right old. now. You need to. I need to back it. You said eleven years. No, that baby. That, I don't oh, know. That. Pardon, eleven pardon. months old. Eleven months old. Brand new, just out. I mm-hmm. mean, to be fair, look at Jotaro and tell me that's a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jo- Joseph is sixty-nine. Nice. That's. 
I like that. I like to think about um, that. I, okay, so, and Caesar is also sixty nine. You know who else? You know who else is sixty nine? Who? Uh, shit. There's like a big director who, who's sixty nine this year, and I completely fucking forgot. God damn it. Anyway, well, Dick, well, Suck- Dick Suckle's probably sixty nine. <laughs> I know somebody who's sixty nine, and it's it's Georgethan R. R. Martin um, of the Song of Ice Fire. He's truly sixty nine years old, and I I would like for everybody to remember that. Speaking, oh, speaking it's, of um, the, what the, uh, who directed the thing? Speaking of the funny sex number sixty nine, uh, a weird dream ha- thing happens where Kakyoin gets like stuck in the side of the carousel thing, and he's like morphed through it, and he can't escape. But he takes out a knife and he starts like cutting his arm. And yeah. the baby's like, you can't wake yourself up with that knife. A knife smaller, smaller than, than my wee-wee. So. <laughs> um, John Carpenter is 69. John Carpenter, do you know John Carpenter is like a gamer now? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, it's just great. Plays, he plays Destiny 2 all day. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, Joseph uses Hermit Purple at the last possible second to finally control okay, the okay, plane so, because so he we, lives for he drama. He uses Hamon. Like, he uses Hamon. We should, we should, okay, so as this is happening, Polnareff has woken up, and Kakyoin is just, like, screaming and kicking and flailing, and there's one, like, funny, where he's just, like, flailing around, and Jotaro is, like, holding his leg still, and he just is very, like, not mad, but just like, oh, yeah, of course this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I I also love the fact that, I I mean, obviously we know why, but, like, I also love the fact that the very normal baby is just, like, completely asleep and perfectly silent during all of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfectly normal baby. Precious so, angel child. So Joseph, he, for some reason, he can't control the plane until he uses uh, Hamon Hermit Purple, and then he can pull the controls out. He's using a flight stick, and then he's like, oh, that was perfectly fine. And then he crashes into, like, a palm tree or something. Yeah, uh, and now Joseph now Joseph uh, has crashed his 50th plane and is now eligible for complimentary 500 frequent flyer miles. Great! Nice. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. He's now eligible to run against Barack Obama in 2008 for the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> though uh so they they crash and then everyone's just like hanging out and this does i don't know if it's been established before but joseph does love babies joseph like, love a baby it's one thing you gotta baby. know he loves to take care of them uh and, and unless i'm missing anything else my next note is baby stand so um yeah yeah baby stand <laughs> uh it, well uh the the death 13 does shove cacton into the middle of like a steel girder to keep him in place yes mm-hmm. Which is good, but yes, then baby stand. But baby stand, but also there's a very important detail here that I really want to cover, and I'm sure you guys noticed it because you're very smart. Kakuin yeah. says, that's my handwriting. Which is so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's not really I mean, start, writing. Start, he was holding it, like, the way he was holding it in his hand is the same way you would, like, hold a steak knife. So, I mean, there's that. So I don't, I don't personally write like that. I don't know if you guys do, but I... Anyways, and also he's cutting into his skin with a knife. Also, like, he wrote it in English. <laughs> yeah, love to, love to read really? the English text on my on my arm and then read it in Japanese. Do you think? Do you think? It, 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 do you think in the in like the in the original Japanese broadcast that said like whatever baby stand is in Japanese? I think it just says baby stand in English. You know what? That's probably true, and I love it. <laughs> but the best part is him just being like baby stando, baby. Stando. Like, and Polnareff does that later, too. It's so good. What can yeah. it mean? And then uh, the episode it's, ends. Uh, and it's... I've, I've, I don't think I ever will, but I have genuinely considered getting a tattoo of that in my <laughs> life. Baby stand? Baby stand, like, right there on my arm. It's extremely good. Yeah. Anyway, that's the first episode. Yay! Uh, let's check in with the Speedwagon Foundation. Uh, we have a Patreon dot com slash post Game of Thrones. Okay. You can give us the monies if you'd like to. 
Uh, at five dollars, you get special shoutouts and episodes, and you can submit a short message that we'll read. Uh, and at ten dollars, you get special user status in the Discord chat, and you can be on like voice chat when we do the uh, monthly stream. I don't know what we're gonna do this month. We yeah, could do are... Jackbox again, but I don't want it to be like here's the thing we do for three months and then we switch it. Right. So if you have if you have suggestions, let us know. Uh, this week's special user is Kella or Kayla. I'm not sure how you say it, but thank you for your donations. Uh, I what is it on? I had your Tumblr name. Uh, friend Race. You... That's it. Friend oh, Race hello, on Friend Race. Known for drawing the uh, very first uh, Fantastic Satisfaction fan art. Yes. And the official canon uh, Rex Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, baby's first Rudo. Oh, that, should... Rex, that Rex was so good. That's like official Rex. Yeah. We should probably finish Fantastic Satisfaction. Did we even finish the one shot with, with like that Roy DM'd and I was the very good Piat Pri? Yeah, we we uh no I Did never you posted finish all of them. That? Yeah, because we, I only saw the third the first fuck, one show up. Fuck, we played the whole thing. I never posted the rest of the episodes. <laughs> Love to be a content creator. Wait, like no one told me until now. <laughs> you should know if you posted your own damn content. I have too much content. It's it's overflowing. Let's I finish, love Let's finish Fantastic Satisfaction this winter break. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. I um, I love like every like six months, somebody in Meet Space will like get me to admit that I have a podcast, and then I have to like also trouble that and be like, I have three podcasts, but one of them doesn't really update very much, and one of them's anime, and one of them's about a show that you like that I hate. So I don't have any podcasts, but yeah. Um, Brooks, have you told your story on the air about what your students did with your very funny uh, dance video? Yeah. So my students, <laughs> now that the semester's over, I I feel more comfortable talking about what happens in my classroom. Um. But yeah, so I was teaching uh, for the last time last week, and um, there's a very funny uh, video of me online on the internet, and it's me dancing to a very funny What's in the Banana song in my underwear in my dorm room my junior year of my undergrad, and it's called Watch Your Step, Watch Your Step, and it's very there's funny. Also, there's also a very funny part where you're pooping and doing the dance. There's a funny poop implication and a shout. It's I fall, I die. It's very funny. Yeah, um, we all love to laugh at it. And so, but like when you Google me, that's something that comes up. Um, so I guess at some point in the semester, my students found it. And anyways, I left the classroom so that they could do their teacher evaluations. And then when I came back in, it was playing on the projector in the middle of class. Um, so then I, I melted into the floor and I'm still there and I'm recording from the floor of the classroom right now. I love well, to see it. Yeah, your, your audio sounds pretty good for that. Yeah. So thanks, Kayla. Thank you. <laughs> uh, second episode. Second episode. Uh, let me switch my page here. Okay. This one, I was, it, I was, like, weirded out that this one just started immediately with Stan Proud. Like, no, previously on. Or like, yeah. Just right into it. Yeah, I was gonna go to bed between episodes, but then I was like, no, you're gonna watch, and I, you're, I, was, like, I was like, you're right, yeah. I have have, have you, I gotta ask, have you watched, um, how much My Hero Macadamias have you watched? Uh, uh that'll be one episode. Oh! How much, how much Cowboy Bebop? That'll be zero. Uh, the funny Luna got me the complete cowboy Luna, uh, cowboy bebop, <laughs> cowboy Luna bebop DVD. Um, man, I'm gonna love that joke when I get it. <laughs> I can't believe you don't even know the fucking theme song. Okay, anyways, I just know that everybody's horny for the big good hair Spike Man. I don't know if they're horny for him. Is it another thing where it's like JoJo, where it's like they're seventeen? No, no. he's he's an adult, okay. man, but he's like good. 
Also, I'm pretty sure the dog survives the whole show. So if you want to change things up a little bit, then yeah. Uh, my yes, first my that. first note here is Jotaro reminiscing. I don't know about what. Oh, oh yeah. Jotaro's take, eating a lonely, a lonely coffee and just thinking about Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, it's been 30 days or whatever since we left. Anyway, time for um, the episode to start. My first note of the, my first note of this is that uh, well, Joseph makes some baby food and Polnareff eats some baby food and he loves baby food because he he's likes also, the taste. I, I say Polnareff loves baby food because he is also a baby and sucks ass. Nice. His teeth haven't fully developed yet, so he's still <laughs> he's still working on that. After he had to, after he had to, funny Polnareff had to lick a poopy. He did take out all of his teeth. Yeah. Um, you kind of for, you kind of forget how much like shit humor there is in this show because it's just so easy to forget. But like there is like a shit joke like every other episode. It seems like people forget a lot about this show, especially part three. Because <laughs> like, yeah, because everybody's like yeah JoJo Kono Dioda like and then it's it's all just like. One like half even, of a Nazi and poo-poo. Even before we started part two, everyone was like, oh, it's the one with the Nazis. But no one talked about how much shit is in Star Wars Crusaders. Just a lot of oh, shit God. and pee. Especially, and um, I'm not going to spoil this, but there is a lot more shit and poop and fart out of someone in the second, in the once they get to Egypt. Oh, God, there is. <laughs> Funny. Oh, there's even more farts and poop. Oh, God. There is so much farts and poop. Does somebody does somebody have a poop stand and it's like this is my stand Green Day Dookie and it's so funny. a character trait of a character is that they just like fart a lot. It's so but, funny, but not in like a relatable Polnareff way where it's like tummy disease. No, just like for fun. Just for fun. <laughs> just he loves to do it. Yeah, the rec the recreation the recreational fart. Yeah, right. Not for medicinal purposes. So yeah. this baby's wearing a fucking scream mask the entire episode, and everybody's treating it like a normal baby. Yeah, um... So so there's a scorpion that comes up. I First, I thought... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't, like, the scorpion also walk by Jotaro? Uh, so, it might have. I'm not I, entirely I sure. I thought that was, like... Because there's a couple times when everyone's, like, cockyoing, like, you're freaking out, and Jotaro's, like, looking at him weird. I thought that was... I thought it was going to be Jotaro planted the scorpion there. To, like, mm -hmm. have the baby act weird and then, like, figure him out. But instead, that nothing happened. Yeah. The, the baby just killed it. The, the baby, baby just the baby does kill it with, with an extremely pin. sharp safety pin. I feel like I feel like scorpions have a sharp enough exoskeleton that, like, a very weak needle... That, that would have to be, like, reinforced steel safety pin, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, they should... That. They should call it a lack of safety pin, because it, it seems pretty sharp for a baby, am I right? Folks, folks am I right? Folks... We've had a lot of fun here tonight. Uh, so then uh, the baby does that, and then, of course, Kakyoin sees him, and the baby's like, oh, no, Kakyoin saw me. And then we get, like, I just hate any plot that's this. Yeah, it's bad. Especially because, like, we know the truth. Like, we know the baby is the stand user. It's not like a I mean, mystery we, everyone has to figure out. We know the truth, but also, like, the, the things that have been a stand. A car. Yeah. A sun. Yeah. Fog. Like... It's not that unreasonable to think, oh, a maybe monkey, this baby. A monkey stand user. <laughs> like, why not a baby? <laughs> but it's fucking... Okay, I, I I do agree, but it's worth it to me. Like, this is this is similar with, like, Enyaba when she was the hotel lady. When you see them be evil but also sweating, it's the funniest shit in the entire world. Yeah, it it's, is. it's like someone's like, to figure this out their This sweaty vampire scorpion baby is so... 
Because, like, Kakyoin will be like, hey, the baby just tried to, like, kill me in its dream. And the, you, you just get the shot of this baby just fucking drenched in sweat. Yeah. But the – so Kakyoin's like, oh, the baby ate a scorpion. And then the, the scorpion where, – where'd it go? He can't find it. Or he says the baby killed a scorpion. Yeah. Spoiler that the baby eats the scorpion. Because then Joseph tries to feed it the good baby food and the baby won't open his mouth. Joseph also does say the word – does say it's delicious. Yeah. Which I like to hear. H- hello. Yeah. My name is Joseph Joestall. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joestall one <laughs> old. Welcome to my nightmare. Um, uh, let me see. What am I, what am I yeah, so just, say? This just kind of goes on for a little bit. Like, I forget what happens, but eventually the, the baby... Yeah, jo- Joseph tries to force some food into the baby's mouth, and the baby won't eat it, and the baby won't open its mouth because it has the scorpion in there. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And then it, right before the baby is forced to open its mouth, Catherine just, like, swats Joseph's hand away. He's like, there's no time for that. And then he tries mm-hmm. to pull out Herofant Green to kill the baby. And then and then Polnareff just, like, knocks him out with one punch. Yeah, he, like, bonks him from the back of the head, and he passes out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, eventually the baby, like, as that happens, like, the baby spits out the scorpion. Yeah, and then they wake up on the spinning cups, right? I do want to mention that Jotaro sleeps with his full school uniform and hat on. Yes, of course. It's Um, good. Kekman at least wears jammies. It's like a weighted blanket. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, uh, what, what, is this just, like, when everyone starts getting inflated because they get the big hair and the big hand and the big chain? Yeah, so then the three, everyone <laughs> except, uh, Kakyoin's like, wow, we're in a dream, and Polnareff's like, wait, this was bad before, and then it's, like, just a close-up of Polnareff's face, and everyone's like, oh, there's something wrong with your hair, and the camera zooms out, and it's very tall, which is actually very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, it was good to see, but then it, like extends out and like ties him up and it, stuff. It, it, it turns Polnareff into a maypole basically it's yeah. it's an it's an it's an op it's the opposite of a maypole where like one pole is in the middle and a bunch of people have the string the <laughs> one person is in the middle and four and a bunch of poles have the string which is and Polnareff's also hair. and also the the pole is Polnareff yes nice um so yeah then like Joseph's big metal hand like explodes and he's like oh my god and holy shit and everything big hand uh, large. Oh, when when Kakyoin doesn't try to accuse the baby we do get two very good oh my gods but it's we get the oh my god and then we get a oh, oh my god it's <laughs> like he can't he genuinely can't believe it yeah. yeah. Uh, also, we get the stand, like, Standmaster page, and it's finally revealed the baby's name is Manish Boy. Manish yes. Boy. I hate that they bury the lead on all these, because a lot of them we don't find out until that page. Right. And also, it's just, like, it's so obvious who it is, but they have to be, like... Question Ooh. mark? Ooh, who could it be? Um, anyway, uh, did you all like when Star Platinum ordered his own Jotaro? Yeah, yeah, my gears I, were really turning. Yeah. I, I I really liked the part where uh, I, I really liked the part where uh, Star Platinum like smacks his face with a pan and he becomes Star Platinum. Oh, <laughs> nice! Very good. That's so yeah. good. Uh, like, and, hey, remember when Star Platinum ate its own poop and became Star Scatinum? <laughs> remember when? Uh, remember when Star Platinum died in 1994 of lung cancer after after creating a, uh, an illustrious music career out of making gibberish noises, and he was uh, star, also Star Scatinum. Now I like that. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That paid off for me. <laughs> I, I listen. I was also thinking of a Scatman John joke, but uh... I, I, I have a history. With, I, I have like some Japanese releases of Scatman John CDs because I used to be really <laughs> into him. <laughs> okay, no, this isn't like me hunting out like the original shit. It's just like some of his albums were only released in Japan because he had "I'm the Scatman" and nothing else stateside. Like nothing else made it in I the mean, states. When, it's a good song. When you go "Scat about a bebop about a boat," like you don't need to make another song. Like you're good. Yeah. No, no. But here's the thing: all of his other songs, like they all slap. Oh, Slapman John. 
<laughs> Star slapping him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and as uh, Star Platinum like smashes his face with the pan, he's like, Oda? 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 It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I have a note just before that uh, where I just say, as much as I love Hierophant Green, he really just eats shit every damn time. <laughs> Yeah, so this yeah, is bad stand. the the death thirteen. He's like, oh, that's like a fake star platinum. I created him. Yeah, and, uh, the baby says, "Hey, everyone, my mm-hmm. weak spot is when you fall asleep with your stand out." Yeah, every which which thankfully did not happen tonight. <laughs> so we're good. Uh, Lally ho! It okay. So then that happens, and like a higher fan green. Oh, happy four twenty. Happy four twenty. Happy four twenty. Oh, Let me get in the chat real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luna, you better log the oh, fuck in. Oh shit! I'm in. I'm in. Don't tell Brooks. Um, shit. Oh yeah, me too. I see you typing. Oh god. Uh. Oh fuck. Okay, we got it. We got it. Whoa, brick spot doubled up on that one. Yeah, we like right after, right next to each other. All right. All right. And I just gotta send Matt a snap. When uh, when uh, the weed minute happens, I become like the sweating baby, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to, <laughs> I have to do it. Oh god. Um, it's happy weed minute, everyone. Um. So yeah, then like uh, higher fan green slowly like. Well, I need to have I need to have a very funny joke to own someone in the chat. Higher fan green slowly creeps up behind uh, Death Thirteen, and then Kakyoin says "Lolly Ho," and it's good. Yeah, and Kakyoin's yeah, got like good. white hair. Oh, he looks so sick. It looks he, he looks good. fresh as hell. He looks fucking fresh to death. Like God, Kak- it's like in the Matrix. Like you can look however you want, and that's like Kakyoin like lucid dreamed himself to be kick ass. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he looks awesome, and I also have the line: "Now it's time for your punishment, baby." And he says baby in English, which is good to me. Yeah, hey, I mean, he he learned it from his arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, when this happens, I, I don't know exactly when, but Jotaro gives Kakyoin, like, a knowing look. And it was very much, like, a, a romantic look to me. Yeah, they're dating. Yeah, like, it's, they're dating. It's, it's very much, like, not even my headcanon anymore. Um, you, you, guys, you guys have talked about the, uh, the, the Jotaro-Kakyoin doujin, right? I um, this, I feel like that's been brought up, but not by I us. I feel like Roy made us look at that at some yeah. point. That sounds about right, yes. Um, and then this is like one of, this is genuinely one of my favorite Kakyoi moments in like the entire run of Stardust Crusaders. Oh, because he does something? <laughs> First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, um, because like Whoa, the, whoa, we skipped the message. We skipped the message. Because it's about Kakyoin. The send the, the Pat oh, message. Oops. Good lord. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell Good you I'm going to I'm going to tell you why this always happens because when we get stuff I'm in Gmail, right? And when we get an ask from Tumblr, it's in the social tab. But when we get something done something directly, it goes into the primary tab, and I'm in the social tab looking at asks and stuff. Not in the primary tab. Not in the primary tab. This week's message comes in from Bilbo Xfieri/Hecabee/Beach. <laughs> And it says, Hierophant Green is actually fine. And even though they're a little yucky, it's okay because they're cool otherwise. Happy belated Tuesday, Destry. Thanks for the good goofs. Thank you. So I fucking told you it wasn't Billbox. I fucking <laughs> knew it was a weird ship thing. <laughs> it's funny to me to say Billbox Fieri. <laughs> like, ah, Billbox Fieri, and we're rolling out. Yeah, season two of Fantastic Satisfaction, I'm sure, will have an NPC named Billbox Fieri. Billbox <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a note of that real quick. And, uh... <laughs> And we'll continue the episode. Uh, so yeah. this this is so good because Kakyoin like sneaks up behind Death Thirteen and gets him like a like a fucking full Nelson ass like death grip, mm-hmm. and it's extremely good because it's right in the baby's weak spot. Apparently, like the baby can't the baby can't reach there. So what happens is the baby summons like a giant storm cloud to make a hand and grab the scythe and cut through Hierophant Green. That was actually Kak- very cool. 
It was. No, it's very good. Because the, apparently Death 13 is just like a cloak with like a, a, a mannequin like head and arms. And yeah, that's the baby's it. like, you idiot. Death 13 is just the head and neck. And that's You it. didn't notice? Yeah. And then Kakyoin is like, oh, I'm dead and I died. Yes. And he like so, stands up and he's like, so, just okay, kidding. What, what happens is we see Hierophant Green get cut in half and fall to, yes. to his death. And then Kakyoin says, oh, no, I've been cut in half. And everyone screams. And Kakyoin's like, oh, just playing. And then we find out that Hierophant Green was being gross and, like, snuck its way into the baby's ear. I don't like it. I don't like seeing it. Remember this power that he could do? Yeah. I do. I do. This is where the triumphant JoJo music starts kicking in. And I do just want to note that it is very good whenever yeah, this like, happens. I feel, like just, I feel like this is one of the few times where, the, where it's triumphant JoJo music and it's not, not uh, you know, yeah. It's something other than Jotaro punching someone, which is Kakyoin possessing a baby stand through his ear. It's very good. And then, is is that is that it? Is that it? I, I is that, that's it, where Kakyoin wakes everyone up. Yeah, I think it just kind of fades out, and it's like, the next morning, Kakyoin's like, wake up, I made breakfast for everyone. And, and uh, then Kakyoin he's, he's, shows the camera the entire turd and junk of a baby again. Yeah, and Kakyoin's like, oh, uh, the baby needs to change, I'll go take care of it. And just is like, wow, he's really changed from last night. And Kakyoin's like, actually, I'm the only one who remembers what happened, because I had my standout, and I'm explaining this to no one. Anyway... Uh, let me change this baby, and I'll feed him. And the baby has, like, a look of terror on his face, because he laid another stinker. And Kakyoin, this, this, I want, I want to make sure everyone, this is not a joke, this actually happens, this is one no, of the, yeah, the, no doubt. this is one of the hero Star Crusaders, Kakyoin, he says, since you're a baby, <laughs> I'm not gonna hurt you, but, uh, if you ever, like, cross us again, something bad will happen. And he takes a spoon of the baby's poopy, and he spoons it into the baby's food, and stirs it up. And then Joseph comes and he tries to feed the baby the poopy food. Yep. And then the baby eats the shit. No, the baby that's... the baby doesn't want to eat it. But then Polnareff's like, oh, here's what you got to do to a baby that won't it. eat. And then he tickles the baby. And then the baby opens his mouth and, and eats the food. And then Kakyoin is off to the side by himself. And he says, didn't. And then the episode ends. Can it, I would love to have a podcast about one show where we don't have an extended discussion on poop soup. <laughs> It's not like we plan it, it just happens all the time. Because, I mean, funny Sammy to poopy, and now funny baby to poopy. Funny baby, but the baby, he's gone after this. He hasn't, spoilers, the baby doesn't come back. Well, I mean, it's an incomplete series. Oh, I should mention that uh, they somehow got a boat, and they're in, like, an ocean. And they're about to enter Egypt. And then they're about to enter Egypt, and Jatar's like, well, shouldn't we be going west? And Joseph's like, but first, we have to meet an important man on an island. And then the episode ends. Bricks, did you watch the, like, next time on? I did, and my joke was going to be like, oh, what if Avdol's there? And then there's, like, so next episode, there's apparently, like, a genie, and Polnareff is very sad about Avdol and wants to bring someone back to life. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a shot of a guy who kind of has, like, Avdol's necklace and hair sort of thing. But his hair's a different color. Yeah. We'll have to wait till next week. It's going to be, like, Dad Doll, his dad. And You know what? You're right. Hey, the five Stardust Crusaders are back. Where I can't wait to see my beloved son, Avdol, who's alive. My, it's Avdol, me. the it's alive me. son. Mavdol, and my one dream was to be one of the Stardust Crusaders, so just take me along now, and I'll do everything <laughs> my son did. Also, my stand is Magician's Red. Uh, I, I, I was going to say Magician's Bread, and it just it does the, everything that Magician's Red can do except only bread. It's good. Good. bread do bindo. It's good. Hey, uh, wait. Yeah? <laughs> Now Avdol stand as magician's dead. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Thanks. Uh, let's go into questions. If you have a question, send us an ask at yada dash yada dash boys at tumblr dot com or email us at yada yada boys at gmail dot com. 
First question, uh, we have a bunch because we skipped a week, so let's just uh, let's go through these. We have oh. a confirmed draw. Uh, positive Stress asked a question. Now, this is kind of like a, a timeline. Like, Okay, just try to follow me here. Sure. Uh, from Positive Stress. Jonathan Joestar and Danny the Alive Dog. Okay. John and Danny. Okay. John and Danny. Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. Okay. Okay. George R. R. Martin watches JoJo have a great week. Thanks. So wait, then that means that there's the the like the, the one the one the the off the one off of JoJo about Jorge Joestar. That's George. That's a reference that's, to George Joestar. That's that's, that's George. George R. R. Martin. Jorge R. R. Martin. Oh my god, it's confirmed. I love the show with John and Danny and Funny eating a poop. Uh, next we have uh, Tumblr user Mike Dawson. It was the uh, person who asked, "How did Dio? How did Dio find and hire Death Thirteen? Did he find the baby, or did the baby find him?" It's so because all we see all of these like people just like wandering through Egypt and walking down a bad hallway and finding Dio. Mm-hmm. Do, you remember, do you remember that screenshot of like that weird role play Twitter of like? To, to, like uh, someone role playing as Tony Stark picking up a baby and saying, "Hey, baby, I'm Iron Man." That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Um, also, funny baby, eat a poopy. Funny yes. baby, eat a poopy. Indeed. To be fair, yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, this one comes in from anonymous, and this one says, "I'm a big time hoagie liker. I eat the beef steak burger <laughs> all the time because I'm gross." But the Wawa Gobbler just seems like the weirdest thing. Is it good, actually? I never had one. What's the Wawa Gobbler? It's bad. It's like a Thanksgiving... I don't have have Wawa near me, which is the It's a Thanksgiving-themed sandwich, but it's like thick-cut turkey and gravy and, like, cranberries or whatever. Yeah, the cranberry sauce is fucking... It makes me yarts. It's really bad. Also, what hoagie would Joseph bring from New York for all the Stardust boys to try? First of all, he wouldn't bring them a hoagie. He'd bring them a hero. Thank you. Nice. A, hero, a, a hero, hero, Pico Rocky. Yeah, hey, I probably like a Reuben, like, but it would be like Joseph. Joseph a does big seem, veto. A big <laughs> with hot peppers. Joseph, Joseph does seem the type to enjoy a Reuben. Now, he would say big veto in English. It would be very good. He would say this is this is a a big veto from the place known as Jimmy John's. You can go there and select a variety <laughs> of sandwiches and get them extremely fast at a low price. Pretty much every sandwich at Jimmy John's would be a really good stand name. <laughs> Behold, the power of my stand. Ultimate Porker! Yeah. <laughs> I think that is actually a stand in Jojolian, so... It, it sounds that. like it. Good. Um, Tumblr user Deer King asked, Hey, Eddie, when are you going to write the Wham! slash Joseph fanfic we all deserve? I don't know! I didn't know that was something people wanted. I never written fanfic before. Well, so. start now. Never, never a better time to start. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should, I should get on that then. I mean, I don't. I mean, they're both very good characters independently, but I mean, Wave did very much kill the love of Joseph's life. Yeah, true. That can cause a lot of drama in their relationship. It was a respectful kill, but like you know, yeah. Hey, he he killed him with the cover of Justice's Cross album. Yeah, thank you. Have you guys? Have y'all seen Coco yet? No, no. I li- literally the reason I don't want to is because I know there's a half hour of Frozen in front of it. It's uh, it sucks so bad. <laughs> How's Coco though? Coco's really good, and I cried, and it it gives you this this cool perspective on on death um, that made me just think about Caesar the entire time. It was good. <laughs> You're uh, fucking in the thick of it. 
<laughs> Friend of the show, Roy He's Fuckmore. good. <laughs> Roy Fuckmore asked <laughs> to you which JoJo is best to look at. Caesar. <laughs> My alive son. I guess uh, specifically JoJo's. I guess like part two, Joseph. I now there's. I, I always. Think, see- I think I got a side with. Either I, I think I decide with either Josuke or Josuke. Yeah, Josuke is good to look at, but also he's like seventeen, so I don't know if is this there, is like how, how old's Gappy? Um, I don't know. Now you're I, saying I that think, there's a character think, named like, Gappy. It's a nickname. Yeah, okay. he has a gap in his teeth because his name is also Josuke. But so, and, but yeah, there's oh, two Josuke. No, uh, the wiki says age nineteen, tentative. So tentative. <laughs> So we can, we can I, don't, look. I, don't, I don't. I do not like that parenthetical alternative there. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Um. So, is that the JoJo that has the very handsome pompadour that I always see? Josuke. That's Josuke. Yes. yes. Not not Josuke Gappy. Josuke Josuke. Right. That's because jo- because I whenever I see like contemporary JoJo, everyone already looks very smooth and wet, and like that's <laughs> soft and wet. It's soft and wet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it's that's 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 Gappy's stand. Soft and wet. Yeah, after Stand Proud, then we get Soft and Wet. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, it's, the answer's Joseph. Uh, oh, here, here it is from, uh, from Tumblr user Bill Box Fieri. It was the one, <laughs> was the one who asked, um, what would the baby would have done if it was stuck in the desert? So Good. thank you. Die. Uh, probably. Or, or have Tracker. Okay, oh, yeah, here, see, uh, us and the fan base are very, like, in sync with one another because Tumblr user- For the voice Ble- of a generation. Blep- Blepsbian asked, that's good. I, I'm good starting name. to wonder why there's so much piss and shit eating in the Stardust Crusaders <laughs> when there wasn't in part one and two, as I recall. Usually you'd think that's something an author goes out of and not into. Aside from that, I think Manage Boy is a good name for a baby. <laughs> yeah. Like that sounds uh, very uh, much I, like us. Yeah. No, uh my no, my son is also named Manage Boy. <laughs> <laughs> my son also eat a funny poopy. Uh, Tumblr user Ted Theodore Logan asked, I was going to say something Good. about how these episodes really do a great job of showing Kakyoin as a clever and capable crusader, but in the end, his enemy was literally a baby. So I'll just say this is one of my favorite podcasts, and it's always a delight to hear your dreadful takes. Stand proud, yada yada boys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Kakyoin is good. Kakyoin is good. fucking good. He is good. He has good. a bad stand. He is good. Also, to be, to be fair, this baby was very smart. This baby could have this baby could have washed Rick and Morty with no issues. Yeah, it yeah. was Super Babies Baby Geniuses Three, starring Manish Boy. Manish Boy. Um, thank you, Ted. I really enjoyed your show at Universal Studios. <laughs> Sorry that it's gone. Uh, Tumblr user Maxi Bajillion asked, "Boy, I, do I love these fun anecdotes Araki writes into the show based on his travels? I'm sure part three is based on his trip throughout Asia, but part six takes place in a prison in Florida. Araki, what crime did you commit?" <laughs> Is that a, is that a, is that a shoot? Is that that's, actually yeah? That that part, like eighty five percent of part six is in the prison in uh like and then, and then, Fort Lauderdale or something. And, and, and good. Then, no, fifteen percent is in Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Oh, good. Because yeah. when they get back from the space space and Stardust Crusaders, then yeah, they, yeah, they fly in. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happens. Actually, sorry. I mean, I bet it would be something like. Uh, like some weird esoteric crime that like doesn't really exist. It's one of those ones that's like you can't eat a cheeseburger on a Tuesday in our town, but like you yeah. know what I mean. It's like must have been one of those because you I can't there's... enter. You can't enter enter orbit on a big volcanic rock, Joseph. You're gonna have to go to the because so, Joseph is definitely still alive in part six, and I just want to mark that right now. Yeah. He's he's always alive to me. <laughs> so we're gonna have to put you in Florida jail. 
Yeah. Enjoy. It's a, it's just an old folks home. Yeah. yeah he and Caesar got a condo in Florida after yeah. they're retired. They're, they're the new Golden Girls. Oh, that would be so good. It'd be really good. Uh, I I just have uh, I think thinking of Kim Kim on the brain who's constantly watching the very extremely good um like Hallmark Channel Christmas movies that everyone likes to see, and apparently that channel also shows like Golden Girls or whatever, but it's just Christmas movies all the time. And there's like a ticker going across that's like the Golden Girls are currently on vacation and will be back in January after Christmas. Which is the I very... mean, they are on vacation in a cosmic sort of way. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like an eternal <laughs> the, vacation. The Golden Girls went to a the Golden Girls went to a nice condo upstate near a farm. They went to a nice farm with plenty of room to run around. And physically, they're on vacation. <laughs> uh, <sighs> last one comes in from anonymous, and it says, "Fun fact: Did you guys know that the voice actress for Manish Boy, Ikwe Otani or Iku Otani? I'm not sure how to pronounce it." is better known as the voice actress of Pikachu in pretty much all Pokemon media. Huh. Did not know that. Really? Great job. Yeah, she's also Naruto. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Also, like, oh, no, she's in, she's in Naruto. Sorry, she voices Konohamaru. Hmm. There you go. That she didn't voice the one where Pikachu talked in the new movie <laughs> that I, I love to think about. It's because Pikachu spoke English. <laughs> Anyway, Funny Pikachu speaking English. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. Oh wait, she's also the Japanese voice of Mur- of Morgana in the upcoming uh, anime update, up, uh, anime release of Persona Five. Oh, but not in the actual. Because I, of course, because it's fucking me. I played with Japanese voiceover. So. Oh, uh, you did. You was some good voice acting. Uh, I played for like two hours until someone said like Takamaki, and I was like, no, and then I switched over because that's not <laughs> how you say that name. They say it both ways, <laughs> which is not good to me. They, they say it both ways, and they 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 butcher other names. Uh, I'm curious who her English voice actress was, uh, but I'm just curious if she did anything else. A uh, whole bunch of stuff. She was the, her English. The, the Manish Boy's English VA was Bulbasaur. Oh, well, that that's a Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbasaur. Uh, I still think Arbok has the best voice actor of all. Oh time. yeah, I think about. <laughs> I think about that skateboard kid every day. <laughs> um, that's the episode. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, where do uh, people find Funny Luna? Funny Luna can be found uh, on her podcast, Fear Baiting, which is a horror movie uh, by queer people. Uh, and also, uh, uh, we talk about who is a top between Jason and Freddy a lot. We we haven't talked about we haven't broached that particular subject in a while. But could you um, hit me with the answer? We're it's still up in the air. The, uh, we think we think Jason's a power bottom. Okay, like an okay. extremely powerful bottom. I think Freddy is just a bottom. Yeah, oh, gotcha. yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. But um, yeah, Jason Jason is a power bottom because he did take Manhattan. Oh god. <laughs> god. But to be fair, that was only for like 15 minutes. minutes like yeah. it wasn't that much. Yeah. Um you can also find me on my very good Animorphs reread podcast, uh The Wonder Geeks, which is very funny. It's only about like 12 episodes in right now, so you can all still get in on the ground floor. Um am I allowed to say my Patreon or is that is that illegal? No. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh patreon.com/reading if you want to help us pay for the hosting fees. Thanks. Thanks. Um, uh, what, what do we say? Oh, don't get crazy. Oh, yeah. You can find, feel you like can, it's been forever. But you can feel like you can feel like you can also find me on Twitter at Shadownaka if you want to find my very funny jokes. Oh yeah. Uh, I have the Tumblr too, but I don't use it. And you shouldn't follow it. Oh yeah, Squish, Squish Billion, You know. Same.
Brooks has an out on Twitter. Don't worry about my Twitter. Also, Chris Julian. Don't get cooked. Stay off the hook. Don't get cooked. Uh, you can put a manish boy anywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, put, keep your hand on the on the manish boy. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.